John Fetterman's debate performance proves his campaign and the media were lying. And Democrats are now accusing Republicans of not being loyal enough to Trump. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Through words. Sometime back, I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise, We see them as something like the Founding Fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. Well, it's Veterans Day. I, I hate that Veterans Day is so right after a really weird election. You know, because it's like the focus should be on, you know, what, what the day is about. Uh, but we thank all those who have served. We're grateful for your service today and every day. Uh, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. We made it. We made it. We barely, we barely made it. Oh, my gosh. Made it through the week. It's crazy and nuts. Dana Lash here with you. And, uh... This, we still don't, don't ask, because I don't know. You know how many emails I've gotten from people? Oh my gosh. Someone's like, why didn't you do, why don't you just like update, you know, on the hour on Facebook? I, and I've under, look, I get it, because I think people think that, I, the, the, the people in Maricopa County are not going to be like, let's tell Dana Lash. <laughs> They're just not, that's not how it's going to work. But there's nothing really... I mean, I don't have anything. There's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give you an update on every little single tiny little bitty vote drop. We're just, I, I just can't because it's not, when, when someone wins and when we, we have a definitive answer, I'll let you know. 
I know it's ridiculous. Believe me, no one's probably angrier about that than me. But that's the way it is right now. And that's what we have. So that's uh, that's the latest. So happy Friday to you. Happy Veterans Day as well. And <sighs> I will tell you this. There's another delay. There was another delay for results in Arizona. There was another, I mean, it's just we don't know anything. Right, Kane? Not Nothing. And I don't think we're going to know anything today. Yeah. Did you see the uh, press conference from Maricopa County yesterday? The one uh, that I drooled through? Yes. Uh-huh. That one, they uh, admitted they're going to be working through the weekend. So does that tell you they're going to be done anytime soon? Now, they're saying Doesn't that Mark Kelly that. Is, has, has uh, according to Cook County, now, again, this is Cook, or not Cook County, sorry, Cook Political Report. They're saying that, that uh, Mark Kelly prevailed in that race, is what the word on the streets are. That's what Cook County is saying. I'm waiting for all of the definitive weigh-ins of the everything. Uh, so that's what, and and so much of this is the stupid mail-in, uh, the the mail-in ballots, which we've talked about it. It's I mean it's total chaos. It is absolute, complete, and total chaos. And the I, I mean I just don't know how else, it's just kind of what it is. So they said it was. Uh, Dave Wasserman, who said he saw enough. Now, he did this. This was just, I mean, that's I mean, that's what he had said. He was saying that it was, he was calling it for Blake Masters, which I'm like, can we wait a little bit? This was like last night at like midnight. But I haven't seen, you know. So like I said, we're, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows a damn thing. This is so aggravating. I don't want to hear a single damn thing from anyone criticizing anybody else who might be hesitant or who is, who has their faith undermined in the vote and the voting process because this stuff, because of this. And I think ultimately that's kind of the point. I think they want, I think they want you to lose faith in your systems because you're easier to control. If you, if you think that your vote doesn't matter, you're not going to vote. They, they convinced you of that in Georgia's special election. Hell yes, they did too. They absolutely did because they depressed the turnout to, I mean, a minuscule, minuscule rate. That's a fact. That turnout was so depressed. You had all those Democrats out there saying, oh, no, your vote's not going to count. Don't even bother. Well, yeah, nobody's going to go out and vote if they think their vote doesn't count. But they, they were able to rob you without even actually robbing you. They got you to rob, them, rob yourself for them. I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's the, that was the whole goal. Now, the, like I said, I'll bring you all the, I just, this whole thing, I, I, I'm just not going to, it, it, it's third world country stuff. We talked about this yesterday. I, it's just, I think it's ridiculous that I don't have a single damn update. I mean, oh, you've had this this bunch of ballots dropped in, this bunch of ballots dropped in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think, what is it? Uh, the you And you have a bunch of people going to Georgia to go campaign, which is really ultimately where everybody's focus should be. We're going to talk about that. But, um, but yeah, so... It, it it is i don't know king <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous that we don't know and then but you do have republicans already scalise mccarthy everybody else all these people that are uh uh immediately going I'll, and i'll tell you i'll try and take the other side of it real quick because after seeing the press conference from maricopa county and how they explained you know that when they nah. do the mail-in voting they have to verify signatures it's it's their law 
And because of the 400,000 plus that they take via mail-in, uh, that's their the problem. Verifying the signatures that, well, yeah, exactly. Right. We can all agree that the mail in is not necessary. Uh, absentee, absolutely mail in, not so much. But they're verifying the signatures on all of those mailed in. I'd rather them be accurate and take a little bit longer, I think. But I honestly don't believe it should be taking this long. No, I think that I don't give a rat's ass if they do mail in ballots and they have to verify all that. You get it done by election night. That's not my problem. You guys chose to have stupid laws and take stupid mail in ballots. That's your problem. That's not our problem. Why in the world does everyone else in the United States have to suffer because officials in Arizona adopted stupid, ridiculous third world country laws? Not my problem. Count your damn votes and get it counted by elect by the time elections over. The end. Thank you. Next. That's their legislature and the secretary of state there. Then they should be punished. See, this is why you don't want me as president. I would never, this is why I can never run for elected office because I would be showing up literally dragging them all out by their ear. Every single damn elected official. I'm still confused why they even allowed Katie Hobbs to act as Secretary of State in the Well, the party did ask her to recuse herself and she wouldn't do it. But why was she given a choice, though, is my point. I don't know why she was even given a choice to run these elections when she's running for governor. She shouldn't even have had a choice. No, she shouldn't have. I agree with you on that. So it's. uh, I, I, I don't care if they had mail-in ballots. I don't care if they had, I don't care about the time. I don't feel, and everyone's like, oh, it's, you know, people are doing thankless jobs serving. Uh, that's completely irrelevant. I'm not going to sit here and try to, and preface every criticism I have by la- by filleting verbally the people who are doing the jobs one once every couple years of counting ballots. No, I'm not doing it. Get over it. Moving on. So the... And like I said, we're going to bring you all that stuff, all the latest. I got some economic headlines as well for you. Uh, and then here's the other thing. I was reading about this from the New York Times. Uh, Democrats are already kind of scratching their heads like, okay, what What are we? Uh, yes, there. Biden looks a little bit more likely than he did previously, but he's not a sure thing for 2024. So they were running through the list of who they possibly could maybe have. And it's literally an SNL skit. It's, it's exactly who I told you guys. Poot. Big Gretch, maybe, uh, uh, what's his face? Gavin McHare product out in California. Maybe those guys. So that might, that might, you know, that's it. That's all they have. Klobuchar, who does, who's not likable. Uh, they were talking about Roy Cooper, the Democrat over in North Carolina. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's, you know, what, Pritzker, J.B. Pritzker, you want an actual D.C. villain to come and like run? Legit, he legit looks like he walked out of the DC comics. As a, he's a villain. Just look at Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Sherrod Brown, Sherrod Brown, who is a Sherrod Brown's a jackass, and I can say that because I politely once asked him a question. Uh, as I was, this is when I was, I was, I went to Netroots to cover it, and I went. This was years ago, and I went up and I said, "Sir, you know, I have a, a quick question for you," and he screamed at my screamed in my face with spittle i'm not going to take a question from you screamed in my face so yeah Uh -uh. i can say whatever i want about this guy so i'm not he's he's temper he's got a temper he's i think he's abusive and i think he is i think he is an absolute for democrats i think he's a liability so that's how i look at it 
Uh, J.B. Pritzker, man, what, you got Ro Khan out in California? Nope, not going to have no California Democrat. That's not Bernie Sanders. Seriously, going to try to run that guy again? He's 90 years old. Uh, let, let's see. Who, you don't have anybody else. You have nobody else. Nobody. Literally nobody. Hillary, Michelle. Oh, golly. Gag me. So New York Times was running through everything they got. That's what they, they, they were trying to run through and figure out, well, what do we got here? <laughs> what do we have? Let's see. Not quite sure. So that's, uh, that's some of the latest that we have. Now, in looking, by the way, only 80% is in in Arizona, and it's 51 to 46. I think Arizona is probably going to go to Mark Kelly. But I thought that going into this. So that's not a big surprise to me either. If that ends up being officially called, I don't I don't think that uh, that is not something that I'm actually expecting. So, I mean, it's just kind of that's just because I, I, I'm, I'm not and I wasn't expecting that going into this. I was looking at Nevada and Georgia as being the states that we take for Senate. Now, a few other things. The on top of all of this, I have some economic headlines for you, because now apparently we're likely headed. Th- I love this. Here's the here's the CNBC headline. U.S. likely headed for mild recession. Mild recession. That's like calling a ghost pepper mild. Oh, it's only mildly hot. Spicy. Liars. They said, oh, it's quite likely. We're in it now. We're in it now. The uh, former Boston Fred president, Eric Rosengren, said that, well, interest rates may need to hike to 55 uh, you know, to stem some of the inflation and the uh, unemployment rate would uh, also need to rise. Oh, look at that. How lovely. These are, I, I, but this is, I, I'm just, I'm without words. Without words. So this is what we're going to do today. Uh, coming up in the second hour, I'm going to get you set up, set up with some stuff. We're going to be opening up phone lines in my second hour because I got a couple of other things to hit with you, including uh, Eric Swalwell, his response to Tim Scott on kids and parents and oh my gosh you're gonna before i i'm gonna really set this up because if you're at work you're gonna cuss out loud so i'm gonna get you to i'm gonna set you up before i share the story with you also uh we've got that we've uh we've got some of the shenanigans that were happening last night guys i don't want to have this conversation i don't want to have it i feel like my parents are fighting that's what i feel like and it's well actually only one parent is fighting the other one's just not responding (laughs) that's what it feels like i i don't know so we're gonna get into all of that uh, and you don't want to miss you don't want to miss a single bit of it. So uh, as we get moving, and we'll like I said, we'll be opening up those phone lines coming up in the second hour. And I'm going to give you the number in advance. And if you are a subscriber, or if you're even in the YouTube chat, you already got all that stuff. So all that stuff is already in your it's already in your uh, inbox. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50 round double stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, 
creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. All right, so this, pull this up here. It's considered catastrophic. The California Sheriff's Office is no longer going to patrol during the day to what they say is catastrophic staffing. The Tehama County Sheriff's Office has announced that as of November 20th, they're not going to have daytime patrols anywhere in the con- anywhere in the county. They said in a statement that was released, the drastic decision is necessary. They're trying to manage a described as a catastrophic staffing shortage throughout the agency. They said they've had a problem with recruitment and retention. Does is it any surprise? Exactly. No, it's not. It's not at all. So this comes. This is sad news. Uh, Kevin Conroy, who is most well known as the voice behind Batman in the Batman animated series, has passed away at the age of 66 years old. That's kind of sad. He was a good voiceover actor. Uh, the Washington Commanders, the DC AG, has now sued Dan Snyder, the Commanders, NFL, uh, Roger Goodell. They've he's suing everybody, accusing them of colluding to deceive to deceive fans by lying about an inquiry into sexual misconduct and a persistently hostile work environment within the team. Uh, I know. I I think they're going after him, but good heavens. I mean, it's not like uh, that DCAG is, you know, not like he's a super conservative. Uh, this is... Uh, comes our way Daily Mail. Uh, NASA's huge flying saucer-like inflatable heat shield. <laughs> what? Landed in the Pacific Ocean after falling from space. Now the tech could help humans land safety on Mars, land safely on Mars one day. So the space agency, it's this huge circular inflatable heat shield. It's called Lofted. It sounds like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like something you would get at uh, West Elm. They launched it into low Earth orbit and it, uh, they had a splashdown in the Pacific Ocean east of Hawaii. But they're hoping that they can use it maybe to land people on Mars. I'm not sure I'd want to go there. You know, I've seen that movie. Stick with us. we got more in store. Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code DANA to receive 10% off. Now, ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family-owned, and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you in your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time so and they can be harvested and regrown year after year you guys know how heirloom seeds work right Chaz chop in portland didn't so visit arc seed kits and enter dana to get your 10 percent discount code and be on your way to food and economic security helping you and your family and your community it's a limited time offer visit arcseedkits.com a-r-k and order your seed kits and save 10 percent today Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So 
Republican candidates said their top priority was undoing Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which would raise prescription drugs, which would raise energy costs uh, and also health care costs. And so they were very clear on how they were going to lay out uh, ways that it would hurt the economy, worsen inflation. And so Democrats ran on an agenda that was going to deliver for the American people. We believe uh, that choice was very, very clear for the was made very clear for the American people. Are they all sick? Because it's like because you had Biden saying that he had a little horse yesterday, which is still I think my favorite Bidenism. Now I'm not going to get over it. It is one of the funniest things I've ever. But he was saying that, and I'm just wondering. I'm like I because then if she she sends horse, they're all coughing. You know, it just kind of makes me kind of wonder. Anyway, welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon at the bottom of our first hour this Friday. Next hour we're going to open up phone lines a bit because I'm curious as to you know curious. The question that she was asked, and I think her answer is ridiculous because we all know that that's not, no, that's not true. In fact, nobody liked that thing. Nobody liked the going to tax everybody half to death act. It's not an inflation reduction act. And they didn't even run on it as an inflation reduction act. They were like, oh my gosh, it's, it's about health. It's about climate. It's about all these things. So yeah, that's, I mean, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's, that's not why. That is not why their top priority was in undoing that. No, I think it was a it was a couple of things. But here's you know, I was thinking about this last night. Now, bear with me, because one of the you don't get the luxury in the industry that we're in. You immediately you're expected to have a you're expected to have a take. And I like to be kind of slow with stuff when, you know, when I can simply because I want to make sure that it's I've looked at every possible angle for it. And I was thinking about this, about the, about the losses. So as I said earlier, when I looked at my map, and this is not being me being mean, and I hate that I have to explain any of this, because if, I, if I'm given an honest answer, people think immediately that you're against that individual. So for Arizona, I didn't think Blake Masters is going to take Arizona from the get-go. Doesn't mean I disliked him or anything. I'm just looking at statistics. I'm just looking at the math. I mean, for the love. It's it's I, Mark Kelly has always led him and it's a very it's a very weird uh, electorate there. It's because it's changing somewhat. And so it's I just didn't think that he I never thought Blake Masters. I, now I would I want to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. But I'm just telling you, I just didn't think I didn't have that. and I didn't have Pennsylvania. And you remember this because I've sent it out in the newsletter, too. When I made my Senate map, I never had those wins in there. And I always said it was going to be 52. At worst case, maybe 51. My nightmare would be 50-50. But I've never, I never had those two seats. Now, when I look at the House, and I remember, in the very beginning, what was it going to be? It was only ever going to be, they I think they said, like maybe 25 seats that we were going to pick up. And then it was only until the last couple of weeks going towards the election that they expanded it and said, no, it may be that the Republicans pick up, you know, a number of seats, more, more than that. Maybe it could be up to 30. Maybe it could be, you know. So it, I, when I think about this, let's look at where the results are. Are we that far from the results? When you, when you look at where we were, are we that far? Because I feel kind of like we weren't. Now, granted, I do think that Republicans were handed an advantage, and I do think that they messed up. Because I think that this, they could have gone way big. But with the Senate, 
I don't know how they were supposed to get more than the seats that they were going to be able to get. I feel as though, the more I think of it, are we taking, now bear with me, are we eating up a progressive narrative? Because, again, I went back and I was looking at all my old newsletters. I was looking at all my old notes. I actually thought when they were saying that we would get up to maybe even 40 seats, I'm like, you people are stupid. It's never going to happen. I'm sorry. That's dumb. And I almost feel bad. Not really. But, you know, I almost want to. (laughs) When, you know, coming on air and and like raining on everyone's parade. Like, we're never going to take those new seats. It's never going to happen. I never thought we... I always thought it was going to be the lower end of the seats that we were going to get in the house but that was still a win because a, a number of those included seats that we were going to flip from democrats and by the way we did that save for like a couple and then when you look at the senate i don't i mean i really don't think that you know we're really that that far off when it comes to what we had originally planned for the senate I really don't. I don't think we are. So are we taking, again, are we taking this narrative that, oh my gosh, we all screwed up so bad. Again, I do think that that there's something to be said for the way that money is spent. I also think that it doesn't help that there's a lot of operatives out there on the right and the left that are running some stupid narratives for the sake of, you know, they want to keep their uh, power adjacency. But I feel I do feel like we're taking this narrative on in terms of how how elections went out. Democrats are being very successful right now, floating the well. Uh, it was the fewest seats lost from a Democrat in any kind of uh, you know in any kind of um, uh, midterm. So Biden was actually really successful. He wasn't though. Think about this: they lost some pretty historic seats that were generationally Democrat. They lost Florida for who knows how long. That was, a, that was a state that was going to Barack Obama in 2012. I mean, they lost Miami-Dade. That's a county that was plus 29 Hillary Clinton in 2016, and they lost that county. Look at New York. Lee Zeldin came within striking distance of the Democrat incumbent. That is unheard of since George Pataki. That's, that's pretty amazing. And there were four congressional seats that were flipped in that state. So think about this. That's pretty impressive. They, and Kane made a good point here, they're trying to take a victory lap so as to convince people that their policies are really what voters wanted. I think that maybe perhaps we should not go by their measure, but our own. Now, if we don't take a couple Senate seats, okay. And there's something to be said for that. I think candidate quality matters. But they have not, they don't have Senate majority. And I don't believe they're going to win the runoff in Georgia. So let's kind of keep some perspective on this. Yes, I wanted bigger wins. But after the dust settled and I'm looking at all of this, I'm like, you know what? I feel like Legolas looking at Aragorn and Lord of the Rings when they're at the Battle of Helm's Deep, which every single situation in life can be traced to that 
portion of the movie and book. Legolas looks at Aragorn and he says, I am so sorry. I was wrong to despair. I am Legolas right now. I was wrong to despair. So let's, let's keep some perspective on this. I refuse to give them this victory. No. 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 I refuse. Thou shall, you shall not pass. We'll be Gandalf telling the Balrog to go back to the shadow. It's fine. Now, a couple of other things. Everybody's talking about the Trump DeSantis thing. I said, I said what I said on Twitter last night. Let me put it this way. The media wants to convince you that you cannot like Trump and DeSantis at the same time. They also want to convince Trump of this, by the way. They want you to think that you can't like Trump and that you can't like what he's doing and you can't like DeSantis. And I, I really think that they want him to believe that as well. I'm going to tell you something. I think that Trump's term as president, I don't care what you think about his mean tweets. It's irrelevant. I actually would prefer them. But that was one of the best first terms of any presidency in my lifetime. I mean, he just, he overshadows the Bushes. Lower taxes, stable foreign policy, net exporter of oil. I mean, we were, we were golden pony boy. We were great. So that was very successful. And you can also think that Ron DeSantis is a successful governor. And you, th- you can think that Glenn Youngkin is a successful governor. The media wants you to think that th- these are all, you can't, you can't think these things simultaneously. You have to pick one. Do not play their game. Do not play their game. And I know they want to bait Trump into this. I said one thing last night, and it's all I'm going to say about it. I think he's better than, than going after DeSantis or Yunkin, who I think they're just governing. I don't honestly think that there are. They just got, he just won re-election. If he does have any kind of 2024 aspirations, I think that that's on the back burner as he gets settled into his second term in office. So let's not get the cart ahead of the horse here. Now, there was, uh, he had, because he had published the letter, and he uh, had said something, I I was looking at Glenn Youngkin, the comment that he said about Glenn Youngkin, and I'm actually on the fence, I don't think that was an actual insult, by the way. I think that Trump was just reminding people or, or talking about his influence. He doesn't have to do that, though. He doesn't need to do any of that. Like I just said, we all lived through that first term, we know that it was successful, he doesn't have to sit here and shore up any territory. He doesn't need to do that. And especially he or any other Republicans, because like, for instance, I've seen because you've had Liz Cheney go after Ron DeSantis. Oh, my gosh, please let me pray that I do not want Trump and Liz Cheney saying the same thing about any governors and Republican governors. You never want to be in this situation where it looks like some like the coach that won the big game is getting hit by a critic. That never goes over well. And the big game is the gubernatorial race and then shift in Florida for Republicans. Everybody needs to be all in right now for Georgia. That's it. It needs to everybody needs to be all in. That needs to be the entire focus right now. And I just don't want to see the right descend into this slap fight. 
I feel also kind of like Trump is being encouraged by some of the people around him. Because some of the folks that I know who were part of his inner circle when he was in D.C. that are not there anymore, they're working other campaigns and doing all this other stuff. I think that he's got, I know that he has some grifters in his orbit. Not because that's that's the kind of quality of person that he wants. I think they just worm their way in there. And I kind of wonder if it's not at that direction that he's doing some of this stuff. Because this is, it's just uncharacteristic of him. Because it's not a good move strategically. At, at the the most the, the most important thing he could do do you realize and here's why i think that media here's another reason why media is baiting him and baiting everybody else to get involved in this slap fight i want you to imagine this you're gonna like this so just close your eyes for a minute except if you're on the road please do not do that just imagine this for a moment you're looking through a camera shot and it's a huge stage in the peach state right got the american flag up you got the podium the band's playing you have red white and blue balloons everybody's out it's ahead of december 6th that runoff election in georgia and up on the stage walking all together now just think about this for a moment you got brian kemp governor of georgia walking up maybe with glenn youngkin Maybe with Ron DeSantis and maybe with the former president, Donald Trump, all on stage together. And then they welcome Herschel Walker on stage. Right? Can you imagine that as one rally? Oh, my. There's the election. It's done. Bye. It's over. It is over like that. I am not even exaggerating. Because you know what it's like? It's like that time, like when they do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff, which I don't like. Actually, you know what? Let me tell you what it's like. It was like when George Harrison had passed away. This is one of the most, I'm going to bring this tugboat ashore. But this is what to me it feels like. It's like when George Harrison passed away and then they had Tom Petty and George Harrison's son and, and you know, the Paul McCartney, they had all these amazing guitarists up on stage. These, you know, iconic rock stars and Prince gets up on stage and is playing the solo for While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And it is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. Even though, even if you're watching it on your phone, you felt like you were right there. I've never, I mean, oh my gosh. And everybody got chills because all these people were on stage at the same time doing this. It's like when you see a super group, right? It's like when, when it's like when I, I, I saw, uh, I think it was Ian Asbury and Brian Johnson like, you know, fist bump on stage or hug on stage. I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of nuts, right? It's the same thing. That election is done if that happens. Literally, that's, I don't even think they need to say anything. I think they just need to walk up and be like, hi. And that's it. That's why the media is baiting us so bad. That is why. Do not fall into this trap, please, for the love of all things holy. We got a couple other things to move on to, folks. We also have... Uh, uh, we're going to be opening up phone lines next hour. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors 
professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new, completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. What's your reaction? First of all, I didn't see it. Um, we have and, it right uh, here. And I have, to, I, I have to be honest, I've been busy all morning. Um, listen, I, 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 you, you all know me. I do, I do not uh, call people names. I, I uh, really work hard to bring people together, and that's what we're working on. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and I just, that's not the way I roll and not the way I behave. And, uh, and I think, again, this is a moment for us to come together. Mm, yeah. This is, that's, if the press is so desperate. I told you, they're so desperate. I mean, if you had to give an answer, I guess it's a decent answer. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, just don't even play into it. Um, because I'm not going to be talking any more about it today, after today. I'm just laying it out and saying, don't take this bait. Because I think the media is baiting him. I think he's got some people that are advising him ill on purpose. And I just think, gotta be careful with this stuff. Because can you imagine them all getting on stage to rally for Herschel Walker? That's why they want to do it. Man, that'll, that runoff is over. So coming up, Biden's bait and switch on student loans. Oh, I told you this was going to happen. Told you. Stick with us. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. We currently have approximately 50,000 ballots that still need to be counted. They're all in that mixer. It's, it's all combined. I'm telling you right now that there are 50,000 ballots, just over 50,000 ballots that still need to be tallied. And over the course of the next three days, we'll get them into the system. Oh, my gosh. I, why did I play that right now? Because it's going to make me mad. Oh, my gosh. So that's Clark County, Nevada. It's going to take three days to count these. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our second hour this Friday. And uh, that's that. I just want to remind you, there are so many other states that got their stuff done. Ballots counted. Not just Florida. There were a number of other states. Maybe they need to send the Chick-fil-A people down there. Make them like this is how you learn the count from Sesame Street. So you can all learn how to count these ballots real quick. I'm just, are you tired? No, wait, let me ask a question. 
I feel like this is, am I the, you know, on like Reddit? <laughs> A-I-T-A? Uh, am, I'm kind of tired of hearing, oh, these people, they're counting the votes. They're doing, you know, they're serving their area. They're counting all these votes. It's a, I'm tired of hearing that. I want the results. It's been, I mean, it, this was Tuesday that this happened. Today's Friday. And we still don't know. Am I mean? And not allowing for, I'm just done, done, done with it. Especially when so many other states that are more populous got theirs done. I was willing to give everybody till the weekend. I don't know about you. Oh, I wasn't. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> but being this far out from Tuesday, and we still are having, you know, these essentially these election managers yeah. telling us that it's still going to be a few more days, and it's Friday. Yeah, I uh, I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, the whole thing is is so frustrating. This is what ultimately makes people question and lose faith in their systems. But I, as I said earlier, I honestly think that that's what that's what they want, and especially too when you have like what's the poll that was? It was an NBC poll. It was back in August. There's Wall Street Journal polls, etc. When you have surveys that are measuring where the sentiment of voters on the direction of the country and the majority in survey after survey shows that they think the country's on the wrong track, and then when you get the results in, some of these same people are still there. Yeah, you kind of scratch your head. And then when you couple that with the ridiculously delayed results... Clearly, that's going to rock people's confidence in the way that we do our elections. I mean, it's it's completely you cannot you cannot blame people for having their faith undermined because of the way that this is all being orchestrated, the way that it's being counted. I mean, it's it doesn't it this um, it's it just kind of it seems abusive to blame people after you have people who are not running running the elections properly they're questioned and then they have the audacity to turn around and blame people as engaged being conspiracy theorists or something because they're questioning why it's delayed to this extent i mean you have to be able to have faith in your systems and i i don't know why we're i don't know why it's i think it's just absolutely ridiculous to have it delayed at this point all of these mail-in ballots are absolutely ridiculous it makes zero sense why we have this if you have absentee voting or get thyself to the polling place i think that we have uh, uh, i think early voting goes on too damn long I think really ultimately what we should have is have a like a national like a fe- treat it like a federal holiday, election day. You can have your absentee voting for people who cannot get back in for work or health or whatever. That's fine, and then have everybody get everybody have a have and ha- always have it like on a Friday or or a Monday so the college kids can drive back home and then cast their votes too. Make it easy. Do it like that because this is so crazy. And you can anybody it's it just it's it's it just it's inexcusable. I just it's whole, the whole thing is so frustrating. I get it because it looks weird. Completely. <sighs> All right. So 
Did you all see the headline that came in? I'm going to throw out the number here in a minute. Did you all see the headline that came in? The federal judge in Texas who struck down the student debt forgiveness plan, the reallocation of all our money? Ooh. Ooh. So they said it was, quote, this judge, Judge Pittman, he had said that it was a, quote, unconstitutional exercise of Congress's legislative power. That's what Biden's plan is. It did not go through the regular processes. And it was a 26-page opinion. He said no one can plausibly deny that it is either one of the largest delegations of legislative power to the executive branch or one of the largest exercises of legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. And he is absolutely correct. And that is, I also saw that, I'm trying to find this tweet that I had uh, because this came out today. They're not accepting anymore. Apologies, let me, I have so many. Oh, here it is. Here's the hill. Biden administration stops accepting student loan forgiveness applications. Huh. Now, sure, it, I mean, they're going to appeal the federal judge's ruling, I'm sure. But they're, they're holding applications that apparently have been submitted are being held. And then they're blocking any new ones. And they're saying, oh, it's because of the, they've never, I honestly am telling you, they never actually planned for this to work anyway. This was always going to be challenged and they knew it. They knew it and they went ahead and did it anyway. And they counted on that period of time that it takes to get the legal action going and get a determination from a judge. They knew how long that would take and they went ahead and they banked on that time and they did it anyway. To get, to yeah. So all these people who thought they were going to get all their student loans forgiven, not forgiven, they thought we were all going to pay for your loans. They, you got tricked because this will never be allowed to stand. Warned you, you get what you voted for. I think anybody that voted for that and then is going to get mad, you deserved it because you thought you were getting a payout and you're not because it's not going to stand. And it's not just this federal judge. They can appeal it six ways to Sunday. There's no way in hell it's going to stand. It's just, there's, there's, there's too much against it. But that was, they knew this. And this is what gets me. The people who voted for this because they thought they were getting something, they're not going to be mad at the people who swindled them. They're going to be mad at the people who are like, yeah, well, that's how it should be. This is exactly how it should run. They're going to get mad at those people. Just like they're not, they kept, they voted for the damn people that nationalized student loans. Jacking up the, the cost of college education. And they keep voting for the same people who did it. That you, you vote for the party that was all in on making college affordable, unaffordable, making it to where you're going to be in debt forever from a damn student loan because they wanted to nationalize it. And they did under Obama-Biden. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders all voted for it. And all y'all, all these suckers out there like, oh, I want to make it affordable. I'm going to vote for the people that made it unaffordable. Because <laughs> that's logic. Hey, they vote for them. It's amazing. So I'm not surprised at this, but it is, it's a bait and trick. It's what it is. But we told you. We told you it was going to happen. We warned you. And now here it is. So I don't know what people expect. It's unfortunate. I don't know. And as you know, I don't know why Schumer would, would fight it. See, if they really wanted to do, try to do this, they would, they would propose 
look, you have to think about this. They had a majority and they didn't want to. Yeah, they didn't want to have any. They didn't want to have any. They didn't want to legislate it because they knew it wasn't going to be success. They knew it was going. They weren't going to be able to. They knew it, and they did it anyway. Just a they, but they want you to think that it is all the fault of one party when actually they just didn't want to commit to pushing forward any kind of legislation. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. Just like they didn't do anything with abortion state by state. They didn't do anything with education at the national level. Just like they never did anything with immigration. They always, even when they had a supermajority for the first half of Obama's term, first term, they had a supermajority. That means they could have railroaded, steamrolled over everybody. And they didn't do a damn thing. Not on immigration or anything else. And then they wanted to act like, oh, it's because the Republicans blocked us. You guys didn't have the legislative willpower to do it. That's what this is. So I'm just, um, I just got to roll my eyes a little bit here. I, I, and I don't feel, I mean, it's just what happens when you, when you vote this way. Now we have, uh, I want to make sure we're going to open up phone lines because with everything that's happened in the elections, I'm curious as to your thoughts on it. So this is what I was telling you last night or yesterday. What do we do first and foremost for the states that cannot count their ballots on time? Like what we're seeing in Nevada. And keep in mind, Florida has, has, what is it, six times the population of Nevada? And almost, like, what, three times the population of Arizona? And it's not just Florida. I use Florida as the example because they also also had a hurricane coming towards them. They had a tropical, it was a tropical storm by the time it hit. But they were able to still get everything done and prepare for a storm while they're also coming back from a hurricane. And they were still able to get all this. And all these other states that have more populous, uh, more populous states were able to get their votes counted and put it to bed and get their results in. But not these states. So for the states that cannot do this stuff on time, I'm curious as to your thoughts. What should be the penalties for this state? I don't even know how you would approach it. What should their penalties be? Like, for instance, the thing I thought of was, I don't know, maybe we punish them for primaries and caucuses. Maybe that's something Democrats and Republicans can, you know, come together in a bipartisan fashion on. And we know how you know how the order of primaries and caucuses is important to these states. And it's the political parties that you either have Democrats or Republicans appointed or elected to run elections. So, yes, that's why I'm like punishing them through the party vein. By making them delay their caucuses or primaries to the very end if they can't i think that's what the the orders of primary caucuses should be the people who have their votes counted first and most correctly they, they should get to go first in primaries and caucuses next time around and it should change and it should be a competition that's my thought on it so i'm curious as to your thought on that i'm also curious as to your thought on what i was saying just a little bit earlier because remember and i cited the i cited the uh scene from lord of the rings at helm's deep when legolas was all upset and he looks at aragorn he was like i was wrong to despair i'm kind of wondering if i was wrong to despair i think i was i am uh because when i look at the senate rundown and when i look at where we were i actually our results weren't off with what i was looking at for the senate and really not for the house either so are we taking democrats bait on that i'm curious as to your thoughts on those two things first so the number is 844-344-DANA it's 844-344-DANA, a rare open line Friday, and I want to get your thoughts on that. We're going to open it up and talk about some other stuff coming up in the next hour, too. 
Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you in your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Gosh, he was one of my absolute favorite comics. I watched him when I was young, and I introduced him to my kids on YouTube. Gallagher, the watermelon watermelon smashing comedian, has passed away age 76. He was so funny. And people would love to sit in the front row when he did his shows. He was, everybody could watch him. He was hysterical. Yeah, you told people would show up in trash bags, and he came out with his like acme-sized mallet. And uh, from North Carolina, he had a chemical engineering degree. Do you know that? And so he developed his comedy uh, act at the comedy store. And uh, he's, you know, he was just he toured until lockdown. He was great. And my favorite from him was like, "Why do we call them apartments when they're all stuck together?" Yeah, it's uh, he's so great. So our gosh, we miss him. What a what a great uh, great comedian. Why why this? Cannabis-infused turkey gravy has arrived for the season. Oh, boy. I think that probably tastes bad. What, are, is it supposed to look... I can't go a one meal without getting high. I don't understand it. Like, what? I think they infuse it into an oil or a fat, like butter or Why? something. And then they make that with it, the gravy. That sounds nasty. I gotta be real with you. It sounds nasty. There's certain herbs that I just don't think go well with certain foods. You know what I mean? Right. No, I get it. Like, that's like saying, I'm gonna put cilantro in this. Why? Why would you do that? Stop it. Stop it. It's like pumpkin spice and everything up. Cannabis is turning into the new pumpkin spice. Right? Y'all are y'all are running a fine race here. You're getting right up to that line. Next, if I start seeing y'all wearing Uggs and your Han Solo outfits with your vests and leggings, then we're going to... My gosh. All right. So, in this is crazy. In uh, Hawaii, little fire ants have invaded... They rain down on people and sting them. So this is a huge problem in Texas. I mean, one of the pastimes apparently that I learned after moving here was you got to look for the fire ant mounds. It's crazy. So they have, it's an invasive species and they have a whole committee in Kauai about invasive species. And so they've been alerting residents of the, uh, to test whether or not you, your, your ants are fire ants. I just would assume all of them are almost. Um, but they said that they, there was one uh, infestation that spilled over into a cliffside 
and they float down, create multiple colonies, and it's really, really concerning. So they're trying to deal with that and raise awareness with people. Uh, also, uh, let's see, money can buy happiness for households earning $123,000. They did. It was kind of a small survey, so I don't know. And Colorado voted to make magic mushrooms legal, but you can't buy wine at the grocery store. Why? Stick with us. We're going to the phones next. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. But I will accept the kind words on behalf of the candidates uh, who worked their heart out. I mean, blood, sweat, and tears for two years. And we, if we did better than anybody expected, it's because we have a good president, ladies and gentlemen, and a, and a rock star in the Speaker of the House what? who delivered an economic agenda and a, and, a, and a democracy agenda that has really moved our country back from the madness and insanity of the pandemic and the Trump years. So Steve caught this. This is Patrick Maloney, who was voted out. And now this is not just a little thing. This dude was the head of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC. They are the ones who help with all these House races. That's like their, their, their fund to go and help Democrats get elected. He was in New York. He lost his seat to Lawler. That was, an, that was a historic flip. And they're sending this guy out to try to take a victory lap? What did you say, Kane? How are you saying it? It's like a baseball team that lost by nine runs, claiming that they won because they were expecting to lose by 12 runs. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then they send out one of the biggest losers of the night to act like he's going to take a victory lap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. We're opening up phone lines Friday. We're talking about uh, the... And we're going we're gonna to talk about some other stuff next hour, too. But I'm so mad at the, the return count. And how we still literally do not know. So what are your thoughts about about how, what, what kind of punishment should there be? I feel like there should be a penalty for these states. And there should be a competition. Who gets their votes counted the fastest? Maybe they get to go first for primary and caucus time next. I don't know. Because that's, you know, it's all run through the party. So maybe reward them or, or punish them that way. And then this idea of, I really think that we, and to the, to, to, bring this audio that we played coming into the segment with into context i kind of feel again like legolas telling aragorn i was wrong to despair because the senate wins were right where i had them and then the house we just went back to 25 the original estimation so why are they acting like this is such a big victory and oh well they they gave us a mandate for our agenda to continue no we no they didn't no nobody did that 844-344-DANA is the number to join the program. And John calling in from Indiana. So he's he's right on. He's right there where I am thinking about what can we do to penalize states that can't get it together? John, welcome to the program. Happy Friday to you. Are you as frustrated as I am? I'm sure you are about these returns not being in yet. Right now, I am so confused by how Carrie Lake has not blown her top six weeks of Sunday by now. Right. Because Wait, what, should the, what should the penalty be for this? I, how do we handle this? I'm a strict constitutionalist. It's not in the Constitution. Federal government has no say. Tenth Amendment says right. what? Anything not specified goes to the state. That's why you have all these states having all these weird times for their voting, all these weird days for the primaries. I don't think we can do anything. It's the state has to police themselves. Are they going to? Uh, mm-hmm. Don't hold your breath. 
Uh, I mean, I, and it's a good point. I appreciate calling in, John. Thank you. And that's a good point. I, I will add that if we're to take the results of one state, like if Arizona wants us to take seriously their results, and if they, if we, we all have to agree on, you know, a manner of integrity and I think speed of counting this stuff, right? So you want to make sure that, I mean, would you, would you take, uh, if you're in a different state, would you take my state's votes if I couldn't prove to you that they were what they were? I mean, so states can run them, but for them to count and affect what happens with other states in terms of Senate and House, I think we do have to have an agreement as to how we, you know, the voter integrity on that. And I know he would agree with me on that. Uh, but I mean, still, we got Mel calling in from Buffalo. Vote count too long, he's saying. Mel, welcome to the program. Appreciate you calling in today. Happy Friday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, basically, I definitely think that there should be a fee. Um imposed on you know those states that are late in fact maybe it might even be like an hourly fee like each hour you're late we're going to impose a fee so maybe that would like speed things up um you know in these states where they're struggling and they're they're not able to count in a timely fashion um for sure and the you know the mail-in option definitely needs to stop and needs to just be absentee for you know absentee ballots right um and so I, living in the state of New York is rather, it's, it's the, the area that we live, um, which is a little outside of Buffalo, but um, is very conservative. Um, but the majority of our state, you know, because of New York City, which I would love to separate from them, um, <laughs> is very hardcore Democrat. Um, and so with just this current election that we've even faced um, you know, with Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. It's definitely disappointing. Um, and I even had a sign in the front of our house that um, a big piece of plywood that I painted, um, and it said, uh, wake up New York, you know, vote Lee wow, Zeldin, governor. Because awesome. um, it's time that we wake up, but apparently not everyone has um, awakened. <laughs> so unfortunately yeah. we still have Kathy Hochul as our governor. It so, was yeah. impressive, though, Mel. And, and for those listening, Mel's calling in from New York. It's, it was kind of it was impressive to see that run, though. And it felt and correct me if I'm wrong on this, because it really felt that Republicans put a lot into this run more so than we've seen, at least nationally. It seemed big enough and, and they were involved enough to where it made national headlines. And then you had a number of seats that uh, congressional seats that flipped in your state. Did you see more? action and more involvement from nationally from GOP in your state than previous elections? Um, I would definitely say so. Um, and I think I've, I also would say I've seen um, even signs like where you have someone who might have like a Democrat legislator that they're wanting to vote for. They actually had Lee Zeldin in their front lawn, too. <laughs> so, oh. so that was that was pretty that was pretty um you know, amazing to those people who actually did see that Lee Zeldin would have been an amazing person for our state to run and to be in the governor position. Um, so that was, and even you had a, a you know, moderate Democrat um, who was actually, um, you know, wanting Lee Zeldin, you know, basically mm-hmm. wanting him in office because of the crime in New York City. Um, so that, wow. that was commendable. That was, you know, wonderful to hear. Um, yeah, that split yeah. ticket, that's the thing that fa- I find that fascinating. So they would have Zeldin signs next to like a, a down ticket Democrat. That is fascinating to me. Hopefully, yeah. I hope that Republicans can figure out how to message that. Mel, I appreciate the call in. Thank you so much for that insight. That is that fascinates me because they had four congressional seats that flipped. 
and 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 then you had the the impressive run from Zeldin. Looking at the numbers, Pataki was the last one that had had that much. That's that's pretty impressive. Who boy, uh, we got uh, we got Joe calling in from Pennsylvania. Woo, Pennsylvania was the state. Everybody, we were all watching that state. Joe, appreciate your calling in uh, this Friday. I'm, I'm sure you're. I know you're probably not too stoked about Tuesday. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. <laughs> Here I am, stuck in the middle. Uh, I want to go off topic and ask you your thoughts on Donald Trump now that he he decided he's going to start bad mouthing Ron DeSantis. I think that's a bad idea. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I I don't think it's good strategically, and I I think he's kind of being advised wrong by some of the people that are not the original people in his inner circle. There's, I think there's some new folks in there. But uh, I hope that, I hope that he, he stops and everybody can unite for December 6th. Because I just don't think it's good strategically, and he's better than that. Uh, and you, you want to make sure you have to have a strong party. And you're only, the, the, the party is only as good as its weakest, its weakest person. Uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I, I hope it stops and I and I hope that they could I, I want to win on December 6th because I'd like to have control of the Senate. So what are you what do you think? You don't sound too happy about it. Not one bit. I live in a country that's looked on by other countries as a bunch of idiots. And now I live in a state that's looked on by other states as a bunch of idiots. Oh, I don't think you're all idiots. I really don't. I, <laughs> I think I think Fetterman's a little that he's a funny choice for sure, but I know a lot of people voted against him. <laughs> you're, you're, talk, you're talking about Uncle Fester. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah that it it doesn't uh, it sounds it, well. I I don't even know if he's going to be able to last. I, I I don't think I don't see him ever running for re-election again. I really I really don't. Joe, I appreciate you calling in. God bless you. Eight four four three four four. Dana is the number to call the program. We got Vincent calling out of KC, Kansas City, because this and and I think he's making a good point here. The way that Steve has it, Democrats, their playbook is out. Is they want to out manipulate the GOP, and if they can get the infighting kicked off, they absolutely will. Vincent, thanks for calling in this Friday. How you doing, Dana? Hey, uh, I love your show. I listen to it every day. Um, but it, that, that's the one thing that I'm thinking about. I'm a football guy, and I think about how I think this has happened over the last couple of years. And if you look at January 6th, and, and, and conveniently, this morning after midterms, I see on the news that student loans, uh, they've been blocked in court. Well, we knew that was going to happen, but there's right. too many stupid people out in the world that I know they won those votes from even some Republicans that thought, hey, I'm going to save 20 grand or 10 grand. And, and it yeah. just drives me nuts that, look, we, if, if not enough people listen to these kinds of outlets. And if they did, they would understand what's going on. And it, it, it is really, I just, I, I can't, I can't believe, well, it's essentially, this is how smart the Democrats are. They are buying the votes when these yeah, that's people it. aren't going to then they're not going to get the money out of it. They bought their vote. The votes already in. And then all of a sudden, whoops, it, it's not going to happen. I mean, they are beyond belief. And, and, it, and it just it floors me. It, it just floors me the way that that this has gone. I was a former yeah. Democrat. And it didn't take long. It took me Trump to realize that I opened my eyes. Yeah, well, and that's and and that's a, a huge thing because, and I appreciate you calling in, Vincent, and I appreciate your your honesty on that too. It, it takes a really open mind, 
to say, you know what, wait a minute, let me course correct. Because I was not I was not right previously. Let me course correct on this. And it's huge. It's super huge. We have more on the way. We got more phone calls too. 844-344-DANA is the number. We're curious about your thoughts on, you know, the the vote count. The uh, I think the Democrats are trying to bait infighting within the GOP. And I hope people realize too that you can appreciate Trump's term because it was a great term and you can that doesn't mean that you have to dislike DeSantis or if you like DeSantis or you like Glenn Youngkin doesn't mean that you have to dislike Trump or disavow everything that he did there's what is with this black and white reasoning this is what they're pushing do not take the bait on this other Republicans are pushing this on you too please look at the people who are pushing this if you say that you like DeSantis and someone says, oh, well, you're a never Trumper if you like DeSantis. Or if someone says, then, you, then you're then you a crazy person who uh, is responsible for uh, losing the red wave if you uh, dislike DeSantis or dislike Yunkin. This is so stupid. Do not allow these people, if they're on the right too, you'd be suspicious of them. I don't, I don't care who the, who the hell they are. Because I see some who have clout when they shouldn't because they're grifters and they're pushing this stuff. Disavow all of that because they want to, they want to bait you into this. Oh, it frustrates me. So we're going to go to we're going to get more of your calls in. Uh, but yeah, he, Vincent made a great point about that student loan thing. They paid and they bought people's votes and then they actually didn't pay. Eight four four three four four Dana and we got uh, Florida man as well. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. Hang on those lines. We got more of your phone calls coming up. It's open line Friday. We're opening up. Getting your thoughts on everything. Uh, this <laughs> Florida man, James John Hall. James John. You got too many first names. Sells a bomb to an undercover cop for $800. $800. Federal charges were filed against the 34-year-old Florida man who they, he sold a pipe bomb that he made at his home to an undercover officer for $800. A Tampa police detective working with the FBI said that Hall of Zephyrillis, Florida, informed a confidential informant that he had a homemade pipe bomb at his home that he could be that he could purchase for $800. He was arrested this week. And they said that he last year gave the marijuana, a confidential source said. And then Hall showed a source picture of the explosive. Uh, a bunch of plastic jars taped together, and then he painted it with camouflage. It's crafts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's in trouble. So that's, uh, there you go. They said, yeah, you can't be doing, like, that just happens. Like, I made a bomb. <laughs> Would you like to see my bomb? I'm going in the world. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this was, uh, it's a Villages. villages. Vi- yeah, it's a Villages. Maybe you 70-year-old Summerfield I love how it just explodes, right? And you don't know when it's going to come. Uh, they said that Andrew Charles Nilsen was arrested uh, from Marion County Sheriff's Office. Uh, according to the, the affidavit, a woman reminded Mr. Nilsen that he had a doctor's appointment and it made him mad. And so the woman attempted to reschedule it because Nilsen was in a bad mood. The woman went outside, got into a vehicle, unlocked the doors, and he followed her outside and with a shovel. And he started beating her car with a shovel. And then she, uh, he, Nilsen then lost his balance and fell to the ground because he was hitting the car so hard with a shovel. He, she fled after he fell. Uh, he called him up to a threatening voicemail. Another man heard the ruckus and was blindsided by Nilsen, who struck him in the face with said shovel. The, the blow knocked the man's tooth loose. He was also hit in the arm and leg. The woman said that 
Uh, Nilsson apparently had attacked her before. Good grief. So he's arrested on charges of aggravated assault and battery, and he's in Marion County Jail on $10,000 bond. I mean, and he looks like he does not GAF in his mugshot either. He's like, yeah, and? Like, why do why why is why are people like this? Why is this this just and you with a shovel? You just get that mad and uh, and of course one last quick one here. Uh, oh boy, this was oh no, I had that one. I had the guy who uh, was stabbing. He stabbed uh, accidentally stabbed himself as he was stabbing other people. I had that twice in here. But there is a man who was put into jail because he did not appear. His twelfth public drinking charge, Laysburg. He was jailed for failure to appear. His 12th time, he was his 12th drinking in public charge. Uh, Joseph Seaton, 64. Man, he does not GAF either in his mugshot. Uh, they had a municipal ordinance ticket. You can't possess and consume alcohol on public grounds. I thought this was America. Wait, sidebar. What, ha- what if it's like a festival? I'm not saying that that was, you know, like what if it's like an Oktoberfest? Because I will totally consume some brew and a stein on Oktoberfest on public grounds. So I'm just curious. Anyway. So he got a ticket for the same offense. He was drinking on a bike path. He's having a little walk. Wait a minute. You can't, like, you can't. What if you just want to walk and take in nature and drink some wine? You can't do that? I call shenanigans on this. We're going to the phones here coming up. Our third hour on the way. And all of the latest. I don't have any midterm updates for you. I know. That's where it's at. Stick with us. Here's the most important point I'm going to make tonight. They're, They're trying to destroy Herschel to deter young men and women of color from being Republicans. If they destroy Herschel, it will deter people of color from wanting to be a conservative Republican because you just have your life ruined. We cannot let that happen. Hmm. Well, he's not wrong. That's some Lindsey Graham right there. He's not wrong talking about December 6th. Welcome back to the program, third hour of the show. Dana Lash here with you. I, two things before we go to the phones. 844-344-DANA, rare open phone line, but we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, particularly, uh, and let me just give you the perspective, because I feel like, uh, did we though lose at all? Because I, the Senate, I, 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 I go back to, again, the Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep, where Legolas looks at Aragorn and says, I was wrong to despair because he doubted him. I was wrong to despair, I think, because the Senate is pretty much going to be exactly where I thought it was going to be, and we just went back to the original estimation of our margin for the house democrats are acting like they got a big old victory lap so i'm i feel like we're maybe taking a narrative there that that isn't ours but before we go into that two things first thing the twitter checkmark stuff this is who if you think it doesn't matter uh so eli Lilly. what are they like the drug company yeah what is their official account is it just Eli Lilly? Because apparently, oh boy. So they have their, I don't actually don't know. At Lilypad. At Lilypad. So they had a fake Eli Lilly account that paid $8 for that checkmark. So the, the paying for the checkmark was suspended because it has now been kind of a nightmare. So the people who were paying for the Twitter blue, so this fake company this fake account paid eight dollars to get verified so it looks like a verified eli Lilly account they tweeted we are excited to announce insulin is free now and then and then their stock tanked for real though it's funny but 
That's billions of dollars. Um, that, oh man, this is, that's bad. Don't mess with it. You should have just messed with it. You should have done it. You shouldn't allow people to buy that. That is so stupid. (sighs) All right. So that's the first thing. I know I couldn't. And that was just this afternoon that that, that, that started coming out. So the second thing is that Marco Rubio said that the Senate GOP leadership vote next week should be postponed. He said we need to make sure that those who want to lead are genuinely committed to fighting for the priorities and values of working Americans who give us big wins in states like Florida. So that's very interesting. Very, that's very interesting. So those are two things to kind of think about. And then, uh, of course, we don't have any, I can't even believe this, we don't have anything. I know that Cook County was trying to call Masters, or Cook County, I keep saying Cook County because of Illinois. Cook Report has, uh, Dave Wasserman over at uh, Cook Report, they have been trying to um, say, I think that they, he's already called it and said that he thinks that that uh, Mark Kelly is going to prevail over Blake Masters. But they only have 70, the last I looked, uh, which was last hour, it was only 76, 74 or 76% of the vote in. 76. So it still could be, I, I just don't think you can do that yet because I don't think there's a, a wide enough gap. It's only a couple points difference. So, and he's the only one who's done that. Nobody else has, just FYI. So there's nothing else new. There's nothing else new. There's nothing else different out there. So let's go to the phones, 844-344-DANA. We've been talking about everything from the Democrats... A Furic victory lap uh, and then what do we do to get states to count these votes faster oh my gosh so Mark is calling in from Florida now Mark I think we should listen to Mark from Florida because Florida had all their stuff counted and put to bed this is after while they're recovering from a hurricane and as they were preparing for a tropical storm so Mark your state did it right of course now that's not always the case because we go back to the early, you know, 2000 and we go back then. But they learned the lesson. They do it right now. Welcome to the program. What is your, how do we get, how do we get this done faster? How do we get everybody coming up with their results the same night? Well, first of all, I got two points for you that I'll take your opinion on, please. The first one is I don't want to nationalize elections, but I would like to have a uniform system that's vetted. It's vetted by people all around the nation, so everybody's on the same system. We all know it's correct. We know it's bona fide by all sides. And then instead of offering a penalty to someone who doesn't get it in time, we offer a reward to the states who are on time. It's a billion dollars. We just gave $45, 50 $60 billion to Ukraine. Guess what? A billion dollars to each state if you're on time. And each hour past midnight on voting day that you're not is a $100 million penalty and you lose it all after 10 hours. Ooh, that's very interesting. I don't know if I'd go for a billion, but I do think it's interesting. You make a good point too, Mark, and I appreciate you calling in about, um, yeah, I, I do believe, and I don't want people to misinterpret me, the Constitution, that's, that's one of our founding principles. States run their elections. However, to Mark's point too, uh, you, you want to make sure that you're upholding voter integrity. So if you expect another state to acknowledge your votes, and count those towards who you're selecting, uh, whom you're selecting as president, then you make you got to make sure that everybody's in agreement that your standards of protecting voter integrity are acceptable. 
for everybody. So I think that's and he's right on that. Uh, but yeah, incentivizing may be better. So he's he didn't want to. He's like, how do we incentivize? He's looking at the incentivizing. You know, we could. And, and does it make it? I know it makes a difference to states like Iowa if you make them go last in the primaries and caucuses. But they, we don't have a problem with Iowa. So I don't know. I'm just. I feel like I. I they're, they're, we got some. We got some ways to go around this somehow. Nancy calling out of South Carolina. Nancy, welcome to the program. I know you. Uh, you're. You were thinking about this weird, not really victory lap that Democrats are taking. What do you think about this? Are we? I, I, because when I look at the polls, the Senate was kind of pretty much where I thought it was going to be. The House is just back to the original expectation. Are we do you think that that everybody's taken this like progressive narrative that uh, that Democrats are using to say that they got a mandate? Well, I'm kind of taking a different uh, take on it yeah. in that I feel like um, I'm kind of uh, inclined to let them have this victory in that it got them to stop crying about the end of democracy. They got mm. what they wanted enough that they got off that rant. And for that, I am most grateful. However, I, I do agree with you that um, we definitely need a counter narrative as to this being an endorsement of Biden's uh, policies. I mean, obviously, that is not the message that people were sending in Florida, for example. Um, oh, yeah. And then as far as the voting thing goes, uh, Mark kind of stole my jam. I, I love the idea of incentivizing versus penalizing, and I don't want to federalize elections, but I do think that it's about time that we had a federal holiday to encourage voting on election day. And that I like. And then you can also look at some of the aspects of the John Lewis bill that aren't offensive, like, you know, extending voting hours and things that maybe Democrats and Republicans find a little bit of common ground on so that we can incentivize um, wrapping it up in time, incentivize, incentivize voting on the day of election as much as possible. And then as far as these machines go, man, I don't know. I mean, it's just so sketchy. And I don't know if some sort of uniformity of devices makes sense, because clearly if a state is saying we're working as hard as we can, we're working through the weekends, we couldn't do it any differently, we couldn't do it any faster, then clearly something needs to be changed. Yeah, you know? that's a so, good, I agree with that. That's a good point it, on the machines and some uniformity there. That's a very good point. Yeah, I like that. Nancy, I appreciate your call in. That's a good point because that's one. And I realize that they all use like some use the tabu the tabulating machines. And then some are like they 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 log they log it right in there. There's like a couple of different ways to do it. Is paper ballot? I don't know what do we think about paper ballot. I love paper ballot. Paper ballots are amazing. I've why heard if you can put a that? serial number on every dollar bill, why couldn't you do that with every ballot? Yeah. I mean, I, why don't we do paper ballot? I mean, we, not everything has to be digital. Like your refrigerator doesn't have to tweet. Not everything has to be digital. You know what I'm saying? It's just we don't have to have it. It doesn't all have to be. It doesn't all have to be like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, my, I'm just the whole thing is frustrating. 844-344-DANA. And I was looking at this. What is it? Maricopa County is, so this is, this is Carrie, it's not just Carrie Lake's team. This is actually the stats too. I saw this come out from, uh, oh, who is this? This is a statistician who's citing uh, local press there. But Maricopa County, 60% of Arizona. 60% Arizona. 
So it's like Phoenix, that whole area. But it's taken over 60 hours to count these remaining votes. So that's some that's some of the latest. Now, one other quick thing. Um, I want to bring this up. So Steve Kornacki, I'm not a huge... I don't agree with him in totally on everything. Um, he's over at MSNBC, but he's a numbers guy. He's least he's less um, politically ridiculous than other of these cable news uh, folks who get involved in the political statistics of all of this. Now, remember, I said Cook Political. Dave Wasserman was saying that they think Arizona is going to go to Kelly, and it looks like Kornacki thinks that that's going to go to Kelly too. Now, just to put it in perspective. When I had my map, I did not have us taking uh, Pennsylvania or Arizona, just FYI. I did have Nevada and Georgia, but I did not have Arizona and Pennsylvania. So just, so we'll kind of, we'll, I I don't know, I would love to have Arizona though, would love to have Arizona. So we'll, I'm going to, you know, kind of wait and see on this, but just giving you a little bit of the lay of the land, because we don't have anything else in. They're only going on projections from what is in and what they expect in from the particular areas of that of these districts. So that's so just give you a little bit of insight there. Eight four four three four four Dana. I got time for one more, right, Steve? Before we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we got Adrian calling for Virginia Beach. Virginia, that state, that is a very, man, they all had some knockdown dragouts in 21. I appreciate you calling in, Adrian. Happy Friday. Hey, Dana. Yeah, it's actually uh, at, at Rants Out Loud, formerly on Twitter, before they nicked my account. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You never got your account back? Nope. Permanently suspended, although I put it up for appeal now that, uh, you know, Musk is starting to look back at those. Yeah, but, true, true. I, yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I think it was kind of a, I've been saying it's a red dam with a red trickle. You know, we had a wave. It wasn't a tsunami, but we had some good winds. And I think it's kind of been slowed up with this, you know, slow rolling of the count. And I think the left is using this chaos to kind of January 6th, the election, you know, you turn on MSNBC and they're talking about how the Fox and Ted Cruz and Ben Shapiro are using junk number or, or junk polls to push misinformation about it, a red wave, and you're like, uh, we actually had some good wins. You know, Virginia's yeah. second district. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, um, I mean, that was a good, and it was pretty close in 10th, too. I mean, and, and those right. were, those are, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't those kind of heritage Democrat districts? Yeah, yeah, many of them are. Um, and, and here's the thing that I'm worried about on the right. I think we're seeing the establishment start to uh, kind of, uh woo Ron DeSantis so that they can kind of do a something about Mary and all of them rush to the hot chick and try to take her out on a date, you know? But I think they're doing that because they're trying to minimize, the, you know, the power that Trump has on the party. So they're going to I don't use know if they're Ron trying DeSantis. to woo him necessarily. I think they are, because I don't think some of them like him. Um, I know the well, Cheneys that's, that's and some I'm of the Cheney, they don't like DeSantis either. Yeah. Right. I think DeSantis is the vehicle and they'll discard him as soon as they get their power back that they had before Trump. And I think uh, they'll be just as disappointed is, with being able to use him as they were when they couldn't use Trump, though, honestly. <laughs> right. They, they were bashing on him and, and, you know, when he was running. I mean, mm. it, it's yeah, crazy, it's going to you made a really good point, though. Um, and that's Adrian calling in from Virginia Beach. God love you, my friend. I appreciate you calling in. Hopefully you can get your account back. But I want to really before we get going here, Adrian made a great point. Really good point. They're using, I think, the delay with all the recounts 
that's that is the I think that's the narrative to kind of beat everybody down into feeling depressed a going into the runoff right and then also in preparation for 2024 that's a very good point and i think that that's something to definitely consider and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech all right so i cannot believe we're already in our third hour here this is kind of nuts uh let's see this is speaking of also nuts. KFC says it is very sorry for this bad, bad promotion that it did in Germany. They encouraged people to treat themselves with fried chicken on the uh, anniversary of the 38 Nazi pogrom. That was the Kristallnacht, the commemoration. They said, treat yourself. This is literally their ad line. Treat yourself to more soft cheese and crispy chicken. Now at KFC Cheese. And then they're like, wait a minute, that was totally in bad taste. We're sorry about it. That's literally what they said. Please excuse the error. It was an error in our system. about that uh this is oh goodness palmer lucky made a vr headset that kills the user if they die in the game why it's the people who did oculus rift they invented a virtual reality headset that will literally explode the forebrain of a user who dies in a video game what why he did it to commemorate sword art online okay i get it but and that's an anime series but no 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 by the way Meta's doing so bad because nobody wants to live their life in a as a floating cartoon character in a basically sims part two stay with us your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back if you're gonna have to learn stuff you might as well enjoy it the dana show but there are grassroots conservatives just regular ordinary folks i went to high school with yes also went to college with in rural west tennessee who are reaching out to me saying we are done with trump uh, MAGA is done. We believe in some of these causes. We do not believe. And, and, and one, one of my friend, friends said, the megaphone is killing us, talking about Trump. So there is something happening out there. Is it, will it last? I don't know. But, but, but there is something serious happening out there. Oh, for the love. So that's Van Jones. I think, and welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. You're a lovable curmudgeon. We're going to go back to the phones here in a moment. 844 dana A couple things. This is the last day I'm talking about this, unless something crazy happens, because I'm not spending any more oxygen on it. There's so many other things to look at. But, you know, it's the elephant in the room. It's not, is it, though? It's like we're not, nobody's ignoring it. Everybody's talking about it. Here's a couple of things, because I have so many, I got audio I could play. Like, I got audio I could play of Winsome Sears. I have audio I could play. I, I, I have friends of mine who are, uh, because like, so in 2016, in the primary, I always go for governors first and then i liked ted cruz because i was very nervous as to trump didn't have a voting record and that's kind of what i go on and i was particularly nervous about gun issues um i thought on the economy he's going to be good but on you know right stuff like particularly 2a issues i didn't have anything anything to go on with him and that's a major issue for me and i couldn't get behind him in the primary now in the general and I know this has been misrepresented six ways to Sunday by grifters who've fallen out of influence and they need to get paid by promoting division within the right. Um, you know, I got a certain, you know, yeah. But to that point, um, everybody does that. Like in the primary, you have somebody in mind and then you in the general, everybody gets behind the nominee. And that's the way it was in 2016. In 2020, I mean, obviously, I always liked the meme where you had 
it was Mel Gibson smiling, like voting for Donald Trump in 2020. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, this is, you know, I'm going to make this going to be a good vote. Uh, and then in, or tw- sorry, 2016. And then in 2020, it's Mel Gibson with Braveheart face paint. Freedom! And that's like the difference because so much stuff happened in that four, that four year span. And so there are friends of mine who were, tr- who were hardcore Trump in the primary of 2016 when I was still, because I liked Rick Perry. Uh, Rick Perry and was always my first and foremost. And then I went to Cruz. It did not have to do with Texas. Um, it just happened to be that way. And then in the general, obviously, I went with Trump. But in, 20, and then in 2020, they were obviously, my friends were still uh, very much pro-Trump. But, you know, I've had some of my friends writing editorials where they're now saying it's... T- it- this is what I'm thinking about. So one of the editorials that I'm looking at, the headline is time to move on from boomer republicanism. And it's my friend Ben Dominich, who's over at the Federalist, and that's a very pro-Trump site, has been since the days of the primary in 2016. I do think that there's something to what he what he's saying is that is that the recent election, and I do think this is true, has moved on not just from the way that they talk about issues but the 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 way the policy responses to those issues is different now and the voters are expecting something different than what it has been in the past and republicans need to catch up with that and i do think that there's something to it but to what van jones has said i don't think that going after the most ardent supporters of the former president is a smart move it's it's kind of ridiculous um winsome sears who i like and i understand what she's saying but i don't think that that's necessary right now uh, where she says, what it, and I don't want to play all of it because I want to I get to the phones, but she had said that she couldn't support Trump if he wants to run for 2024, and I think she used the word liability. Look, I love Winsome Sears. I mean, as a politician, I like her, um, I, but I, I'm always suspicious of all of them, all politicians. But I don't think that that's helpful. Like, I don't think you need to, at least Stefano coming out making an endorsement in 2024, I think is dumb right now. It's dumb. Saying that you're not or you are going to support anyone right now in 2024 is stupid. And I think it plays into media narratives. But furthermore, I said this on Tuesday. You are not going to get anywhere by crapping all over MAGA supporters. And I don't think MAGA supporters will get anywhere crapping all over whatever old school Republican is. I don't even know what those terms mean anymore. And here's why. Everybody, they need each other to win. Furthermore, can you blame people for being really supportive of Trump? Think about this for a minute. Can you blame people? There were a lot of people who realized there's more than one way to vote than just Democrat in 2016. He came as an outsider. He's not an outsider anymore, but he came in as an outsider. And he, w- he fought where previous politicians had not fought before. And he punched back hard. And voters felt like someone was finally standing up for them. Because frankly, voters have been abused horrifically. You're talking about a government that used the IRS to go after Tea Partiers, the VA, well, everything that they've done that's languishing for basic care. Are you shocked that someone who finally engaged the way a Republican should? I, I don't know what this invisible code of behavior is that these Republicans engage in. Oh, they're fine with immorality as long as you keep it under the rug. 
But to to you know have a strongly worded tweet that some might consider rude, which I, can you be rude in politics? I mean, you're talking about taking people's guns away and making them rape victims and targets of assault and and uh, robbery and everything else. But heaven forbid you call someone a jackass on Twitter. Seriously, like let's weigh this out. Voters liked that someone was fighting for them, and he got results. I don't care if you like him or hate him. Your taxes were lower. Your gas prices were lower. We were net exporters of oil. So I think it's incredibly unfair to discount all of that and tell people to just get over it. At the same time, I don't think that liking what DeSantis has done in Florida or Yunkin or any other Republican means that you have to discount anything with Trump. So to that point... 844-344-DANA is the number to call the program. And I also disagree with the Republican narrative that crime and inflation and immigration were not the talking points that voters cared about. They absolutely were. Absolutely. So let's go to the phones and get uh, some of the latest here. We have calling in from New York, Brian, calling in from New York. Man, what a four congressional seats flip. And they were pretty historic. And then they took out the DCC chairman, Maloney. That was pretty big. Brian, you had a a big night, Tuesday night, election night. I know you didn't get the governor's mansion, but you guys came close. Welcome to the program. Yeah, yeah, but but having her, I I was saying to somebody yesterday, I kind of feel like I I suffered a career-ending injury on the team that won the Super Bowl. And I'm watching them celebrate on TV. Like, the rest of the country is, like, moving, and we're stuck with Truella. Um, oh, it's hard. The reason, the reason I'm calling is I'm wondering, you know, Trump has, obviously he has this need to be the alpha male in the room, right? And in the past, it was little Marco, it was Lion Ted, you know, he gave out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. I, I wonder if this is just his way of almost forming a ticket with DeSantis, but just making it clear to everybody who's really in charge when it does come around. I don't know. I think that's a good point. I think it's so early because so many things can happen in two years. I mean, just, I mean, right now everybody likes DeSantis and I'm not saying that he's going to do anything crazy, but you never know because politics is crazy by itself. So many things can happen in two years. There could be, you know, maybe Young, I don't think Youngkin's thinking about running in 2024. What if he does? Then you have Youngkin versus DeSantis in a prime. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I think it's so early, but And I don't think that he needs to, I don't think Trump needs to remind people of everything. I mean, there's a reason why the party has a big tent. There's a reason why uh, we're we're building on historic gains with Hispanic voters, with black voters, with women also, uh, with the, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal surveys. So I don't think he needs to remind anybody of that. And I don't want him to hurt his himself or spend political capital in doing that. Um, Because I think we have amazing options on the Republican side. I mean, they don't have anybody on the Democrats. I know they were trying to recruit your former governor, Cuomo, who got mired up in scandal and his horrific handling of the nursing home situation. But now they don't got him. I mean, they don't have anybody. They don't got anybody to to run. So I don't know. I think it's kind of early. But at the same time, I don't think he needs to do any of that. Um, I would love it if they all everybody just pitched in so we could at least win Georgia and not have to worry about the Senate anymore. But, you know, we'll kind of we'll kind of wait and see. I appreciate you calling in, Brian. I appreciate your patience, too, on the line. Um, we also have Lily calling in from Kansas, beautiful state of Kansas. Lily, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. You 
Tina, I love you to bits. You wouldn't believe how much I love you, dear. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say thank you. Thank you so much. Um, One thing is is that I'm not not of McCarthy running for Speaker of the House. Because I don't think he's he's really uh, pulled his weight. Uh, but think about it; he's he would be third in line in the country. Yeah, that's a very that's very true. powerful spot right now. Very true. Very and true. Uh, secondly, it's like wouldn't it be a hoot to have John Kennedy as Speaker of the House? Oh my gosh! Just for the sound bites alone, I mean, I really wouldn't even have to work anymore because I would just be able to pull audio of him on the floor every day. So selfishly, that would benefit me greatly. I mean, it would put. He's a in the Senate, but he could still be. He could still. Politics. He could might be able to do it. You know, and he's a smart man. He really is. He's got a lot of common sense, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. What but. do you think of Steve Scalise? Out of curiosity, because I know he's already thrown his hat in the ring for leadership. What do you think of Scalise? He's a he's a strong person. I admire him an awful lot, and I think he'd be a really really good speaker of the house. Good, interesting. Inter- yeah, I think he. I think he would too. I think we got a lot of. Uh, uh, we got a lot of uh, uh, good options for sure, Lily. I appreciate you calling in. God bless you, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have some numbers here coming up. I mean, I know what they say officially in Maricopa. It wasn't going to be. Was it going to be this weekend or after the weekend? Because I've read two different things. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to have an update later last night, which wasn't you know crazy or anything. Uh, but they said they're working through the weekend, so I won't expect any sort of updates so Oh, they're at working all. through the weekend. You know how many other people had to work through the weekend on lockdowns maybe and everything? On, I, I don't even feel bad about that. Maybe on social media yeah, over the weekend. I don't even feel bad about that. Uh, we got Robbie calling in from North Carolina on the line here, this Open Line Friday. Robbie, appreciate you calling in. Happy Friday. What do you make all this? Well, first of all, I've been asked to give a shout-out to Larry Hutton. <laughs> and uh, second of all, I think I was going to mention the red wave so-called mm. which i don't think i kind of predicted this was going to happen i so i said in a youtube video be cautious there's no red wave coming i just think of it more as a tiny little slash mm. it could yeah, be because- i mean the the way that i was looking at the the polls in the senate it was always going to be close always i mean at yeah. best it was going to be 50 50 um, and, and if we got lucky, right, then we'd have more. But the House, it was only ever going to be, I, and I think we've now gone back to the original estimation, like maybe 25 pickup. That, but that's that's it. So I, I think a lot of people were also looking at the major sentiment with like job approval. You know how they have the ma- their, their daily job approval of Biden, et cetera, and, and some of the surveys with direction of the country. Do you think that that factored in and maybe making people think that there's a little more there? Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I also have learned long ago, be very, very careful about the judgment of uh, most Americans. Mm. Well, yeah. especially uh, in, if they voted for I'm Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> i got to say, yeah. especially that. Mostly as you are, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I appreciate you calling in very much, Robbie. Calling in from North Carolina. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, yeah, that like I said, will when we get any kind of um, if we get any kind of update, you know, for anything, I'll let you know. And I'll also put it in a newsletter if anything is official uh, over the weekend. So you know, you'll you'll have all of that. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app weekdays noon to three p.m. Eastern time. And you can find me over on Substack. 
at chapter and verse, danalash.com as well. I have links to everything in all of the, all of my uh, social media profiles, all of that stuff. So yeah, just a, just about 20 minutes ago, Carrie Lake had tweeted, bombshell news, stay tuned. Pray tell, what does that mean? Hmm. I've got questions. I've got some questions. Any thoughts? I'm wondering. Hmm. I Well, obviously it's going to be election related, but I don't know if she would call it bombshell news if she was losing. Yeah, I don't so. think she would either. Uh, I don't think she would. Yeah, I don't think she would. So we're we're watching all of this stuff and seeing how how this all pans out. And like I said, I just um, I I just ignore the. Th- remember this going to the weekend. I think that the polls, particularly Senate, were correct. And remember, the original House estimation for how much how many seats we'd pick up was a lot more. Uh, reserved than it was as we got a little bit closer to the election. And I think people were counting on the measure of dissatisfaction with the current administration as a way and and maybe interpreting some of that. And also pollsters know what the hell they're doing at this point. Uh, Some of them don't. Some of them are a little bit more. It's why I like the averages. And it's why it's important why I always look over the cross tab information like the one poll that had uh, Oz plus seven. That's why I remember me down in that. I actually got a couple pieces of hate mail over that. But I was right. Because it, I don't think it was an accurate measure, and I thought it was too weird a sample. I thought it was oversampled, and I, I just didn't. I thought it was more of a talking point than anything else. Like I said, I'll always be honest with you, um, even if it's not what I want to hear <laughs> or say. But it's important, so we know how to how to correct course. And you, I mean, you want to win in the future, right? You gotta. You want the car to run. You gotta fix the engine. You know what I'm saying? You gotta fix what's wrong to get it back on the road. So that's where. But don't take the. Don't let them have this victory lap, because polls were pretty accurate. And we got a great bench, so don't get drawn into it. Today's stupidity cane. Sorry, it was Robin. All right, from the uh, party that doesn't believe in political violence, this is Nancy Pelosi. She's she's politically violent for the children. I, oh, I use that phrase about the punches to quote a Republican, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, about the arena. So when you're in the arena, you're no longer a spectator. You're in the arena, and I just take it to the next step. When you're in the arena, you have to take a punch to be ready to. For the children. For the children. Yeah, that's today's stupidity. Folks, have a great weekend. Back with you on Monday. God bless. Thank you, veterans.